Hello. And welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Could we... What? That sounds weird. Yeah. Made up. You like it? Made up like Metacritic scores? Hi, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. Oh, I have drama and romance. Hi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I have action adventure. She's on her phone. Like, <laughs> We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is Elaine's pick? Jumanji. Welcome Jumanji. to the jungle. Not the good Jumanji. No. I mean, what? Is it? It's not the original Jumanji. It is a... It's not the OG. Okay. I believe it is a sequel. Yeah, it is, it is a sequel. Because they do mention... They do reference the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a sequel. There's more than one. <laughs> All right. And, um... And they, didn't they say this? Um, when what's his name? Alan. Jonas Brothers. Alan like, Paris. this is yeah. Alan Parrish's house. I'm just living in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Oh! You're like, oh, that's awesome! Also, at the end of the... Um, Robin Williams Jumanji the Jumanji we see it wash up on a beach and the kid Alex finds it on the beach no his dad no at the end of Jumanji it you see they throw it in a river and we see it wash up on a beach Mm -hmm. and at the beginning of this movie you there's kids jogging Mm -hmm. and then Alex finds it in the sand stuck in the game yes the one, the one where his dad brings him to the game and says, look what I found. He says, no one plays board games and he puts it to the side and then it shakes later and the video game is in it. That Alex? I guess I... I thought a friend of his is the one that found it. I don't know who found it, but I he's thought it was a kid. I didn't think it was his dad. Because somebody well, but brought it to him. Anyways, they found it in the thing. I thought it was a kid. I thought, I thought it was a, a friend of his, but I don't know. Him. I don't know. Whatever. Two. Put your junk in that box. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was they don't actually show the person's face, do they? That, I yeah. was watching it too, so yeah. like, it's, I guess I just didn't register it. I'm very tired. I remember everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do remember everything. Uh-uh, tell me something you forgot. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> that was oh man! Yes, it was. It was like I don't even have to process it. <laughs> well, sometimes you remember things you have forgotten, like where I leave my keys all the time. <sighs> Javante, welcome to the jungle. Has, on the Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 71 tomato meter and an 87 audience score. Wow. Owen Wilson, wow. Wow. Um, it has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb with a Metacritic of 58. Woo! Sl- slide it in so there. So this got Indiana in your box. Yeah, this the, one barely got in. Just got in. The, the Metacritic limbo wins again. Um, the budget America. was $90 million. Ooh. $90 million. It all went the to the US the U.S. gross was $404 million. Wow. Jeez. The worldwide gross was $962 million. I'm surprised they're not cranking these out every other year like Fast and Furious movies. Well, they did make a sequel, which I haven't seen. I'm guessing you didn't to, make that much I money. I bet I would enjoy it, but I have never seen it. I saw it. the sequel. And uh, they're working on a third one, supposedly. I could see why. The first one made almost a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, well, this was directed by Jake Kasdan. Um... He also directed the sequel, and then he and Walk Hard the Dewey whatever oh, that movie fucking Dewey Cox story Dewey Cox story Bad Teacher, 
and Sex Tape, which oh, are all wow. movies I've heard about but did not do very you well. You didn't see Bad Teacher? I saw parts of it and said, this you know who, isn't for me, and started reading a book. You know who's in that? Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I remember you watching it and me checking out very early. <laughs> um, wow. All right, so the sequel made $800 million worldwide. Damn. So did pretty good. I really should watch it because I bet it's really good. I bet really you the good. budget was considerably more than $90 million. Maybe I'll rent it when John's not paying attention. Maybe I want to see it now. Maybe. I don't know if you yay. We'll just see if you yay or nay or maybe. Tony rents it and I'm not home. I'll be mad at him, but he's already We well, already it. watched it. I did? The sequel? Yeah. Are you sure? We watched both of them one night. Oh. That's, you were puzzled. Okay, so oh, that's not a good spoiler sign. for the future. I really thought I had not seen this movie. Yeah. I knew I had seen parts of at least one of them, and apparently I was doing a puzzle while Tony and Amanda were watching both of yeah. them. So I took in osmosis. Yes, you watched a lot it via more osmosis. than I thought. The, the real Jumanji <laughs> movie only made two hundred sixty-two million dollars. Well, can I talk Damn. more about that's this? That's also one? 1995 dollars when well, they didn't charge forty-five dollars a ticket. That's true. Well. There were many credited writers on this, but I just did the top four. Okay. The first two, Chris McKenna and Eric Somers, are apparently a writing duo because they also have written for Lego Batman, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far From Home, mm. and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. Dang. And Some good credits under their belt. And the sequel, um, Jumanji in the Next Level. And then the next two, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinker, they also have worked together on um, Jumanji The Next Level and then Benham. Benham. I thought one of them, their names sound familiar. Scott Rosenberg also welcome back to the podcast because he has credited on the screenplays for Gone in 60 Seconds, High Fidelity, and Con Air. Okay, Damn. that's why his name was familiar. Because he's the one that was familiar. Kangaroo Jack. No. And then hey, the other guy, Jeff somewhere. Pinker... Um, he was also on did the screenplay for The Dark Tower, also. I never saw I that, could, but... I did not good. hear good things. No. <clears throat> Alright, who's in this movie? The character of Spencer is played by Dwayne Johnson and Alex Wolfe. Welcome back to the podcast. Alex Wolfe, the kid, was also in Hereditary... Hereditary? Hereditary. 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 Yes. Oh. I was just fucking with it. Which is a horror movie that was pretty popular. Yeah, I never saw it. And then he was also had a part in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, too. And he is the brother, because I was like, man, he looks like that kid from Death Note. They're brothers. Interesting. I think he's an old. And then, of course, Dwayne Johnson, welcome back to the podcast from our episode on The Rundown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Back when, <laughs> early in his career when he did good movies. Was that his? He's only been on once? Yeah, he doesn't make good yes. movies. Yeah, a lot of his well, movies are not Well, we good. could pick a lot of his movies then. But <laughs> the movies but that... But I don't like his movies. Like, he always plays the same character. This guy. Well, I enjoy this guy. Mm-hmm. He's also really I mean, there's good... there's nothing wrong with that. Ryan Reynolds always plays the same character, too. I may pick The Mysteri- uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth 2, because... Not the first one, but the second one, because he was in it, and he was pretty funny. Um... Then we have the character of Fridge, who is paid... The young Fridge is played by Sir Darius Blaine, who had bit parts in the Footloose remake and Star Trek Into Darkness. Is he a knight? Uh, no, his name is S-E-R, okay. comma, or not comma, apostrophe, D-A-R-I-U-S. So it's Sir Darius. It's okay. his first name. <laughs> and then just, Kevin... Just and then the grown-up uh, Fridge is played by Kevin Hart. Yeah. 
from Get Hart and Ride Along and his comedy, and he's very funny. This guy, the guy, the guy that plays Young Fridge, though, was born in 1987. What? He looks young. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's only three years that's, younger than me, and I look way too old. That's to be what in his high IMD said. <laughs> that's what his IMDb said. I don't know if that's a typo or it might, what. Might be a typo. It might be ninety six. Maybe, maybe it was supposed to be ninety seven. Because whoa. Um, and then the character of Bethany is played by young Bethany is played by Madison Eisman. Uh, she's not been in anything of note. And, and then I thought she looked a little too old to play a high schooler, but she turns out was not. <laughs> and then uh, old Bethany. No. I don't remember. Not very old. It's played by Jack Black. Uh, welcome back to the podcast from High Fidelity. And did we do The Holiday? Yes. 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 Yeah, I thought so, because I really liked that movie. And then he's, no. he's just in a lot of great stuff. Um, and then Martha. Young Martha is played by Morgan Turner. Not you say that name. She's not <laughs> anything great. That. But then um, back to the podcast, Grown Up Martha. Martha is played by Karen Gillen, who was a... Played Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy and all in Avengers and all that stuff, and she also was a long time in Doctor Who, and she did this TV series called Selfie, which I really thought was great, but apparently no one else did because it only made thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. I was very sad when that got canceled. You're also the person who likes um, Starship. Not Starship is on. Who's that? Uh, John Travolta movie. Pretty sure Vic said that. Oh, Vic said he liked it too. That's two people. Mm. And John Travolta, that's three. John Travolta doesn't like it. And then (laughs) other cast members of note uh, Alex is played by Nick Jonas, who was also quite excellent in the TV show Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Then we have. You never saw Kingdom? No, I just don't like him. Why don't you like him? Because he sucks. Because he's he's Jonas Brothers? (laughs) Probably. I find him pretty enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, You have no right to be hellish. I still get jealous. That's his song, you know. Are you quoting a Jonas Brothers song? No, it's just Nick nobody. Jones. It was when they broke up, he oh. was, or when he was on his own. The only person at this table who may have ever listened to a Jonas Brothers song or to a Nick Jonas solo joint is you, babe. A Nick solo joint? I, I don't, I don't think know. you're. I don't think you use that right. It doesn't sound right. All right. Anyways, the character of you're Nigel wrong when you say those things is played by Rise Darby. Welcome back to the podcast from Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh. Play- <laughs> that Pre- magnum opus. It was. He also does a shit. I'm a shit ton of voiceover work, like a ton. Um, and then the character of Van Pelt is played by Bobby Cannavale. Welcome back to the podcast. Question mark. No, he's not he been on the do podcast before, but he is an Ant Man and Ant Man in the Wasp. The other guys. Oh, was he in the other guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him on my. He was on the other, in the other right. guys. Okay, I believe you. I like how Elena's to write it down. She's gonna research her notes <laughs> later. Whatever, maybe I will. And uh, most recently, John and I watched him in the movie Chef, which is really great. Yeah, that's a good movie. I looked. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this for the podcast. And I looked. I was like, wow, it made a bunch of money because it didn't cost shit, so it made a bunch of oh, money, yeah. and everybody loved it. John Favreau is awesome. Anyways. Because it was John Favreau wrote it, directed it, and then he had a bunch of really famous people in it. I think Robert Downey Jr. did it for free. Yeah. Anywho. And your buddies with him. Yeah. Carly, what'd you think going into this movie? Right. Like, hey, you're, thought, you're <coughs> nothing, and all yeah. of a sudden now you're you super You owe me a rich. little bit. Yeah. I thought, I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> Turns out you're wrong. John, what'd you think? I thought, oh, shit, I finally have to watch this piece of Festering Turd movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tony, what'd you think? I thought, I've seen this before, and I liked it before. Let's see if it holds up. 
Okay. Um, J.S. Brenna says, Brenna. gives it a 10 out of 10. Was not expecting to like this, but really did. Such a nice surprise. Very funny, action-packed, a little emotional, complete package. Who would have thought? Great cast with no clear star and no dead weight either. Very well done. I'll see it again for sure. In contrast, Benser rates it a 1 out of 10 and says, Crap. Jumanji 1995 is great. This is garbage. Lame in every way. Okay. End quote. I mean... Concise. I saw nine, most of 1995. You haven't when seen was, the 95 when I was months. cleaning someone's house and they were watching it. <laughs> Why are you it? shocked? Why are either of you because shocked? Because that movie's like... I've never it was seen right in your I'm age just, group. The whole because thing. you were going to pick... What's it called? Zephyr or something? That's another Zathura, which I've seen. Yeah, but it's like... You saw part of Jumanji 1, you saw part of this one, you saw part of the other one, and, yes. you know, it's like, we well, just just handle this, all right? I Watch all the these movies. Handle this <laughs> you read the book? You read I the book? Younger. Um, Why would you read the book and not watch the movie? I don't know. Did I you just... just ask that? Yes. <laughs> okay. She's not me. That's true. <laughs> I know but, I uh, wouldn't watch the movie. I was going to but... say. But I don't know. I But I when I was training, and I had trainees, I watched most of... The 1995 uh-huh. one, when someone was watching it. Yeah. But I never thought when I saw these to compare them. And even though I didn't see the 1995 one until about when this one came out. They're very, they have very different kind of feels. It's, yeah, it's a totally different thing. Well, this is lit. This is basically lit RPG. This is the new genre that came yeah. out. The old one's just an adventure movie. Yeah. But this is definitely lit RPG well, where they're talking about video games. But the idea of going, well, I would stuff. not watch this because 1995 was so much better. Okay. Well, well and. Nostalgia glasses for a lot of people, I'm sure. It was a kid movie when he was a kid, I'm sure, and he loved mm-hmm. it. Because you well, have those rose colored glasses on for movies that are not good, but she's told me you were really but, little. Yeah. I mean, 1995's Jumanji was an excellent adventure yeah. movie, but even the premise is different. Like in that one, the game comes into the real world yeah. but in this one they get, get into the sucked game. into the game yeah which is it's very different it is let's talk about it we start in 1996 Jumanji. and we hear Jumanji drums Chicago. which you hear That's often during this movie also a bad sequel yeah. I write a boy finds the game and takes it home <laughs> I think that was his dad and because you bring it home and he's like hey look I found this game, and then gives it to him. If it was his friend, he would have said, let's play this game. Or maybe an older brother. Or a younger brother. No, because he's an only child. And it, you're and right. It explains why his dad is crazy. I thought his dad just was crazy because his son disappeared. Yes, I don't think he knew anything think, about the game. I'm not sure that he was able to connect those dots. <laughs> I don't know. Because if he did, then why would he donate that game to the school? Question mark. The kid like says with the, deal. the kid says a board game who plays board games and sets it aside in his room. And then while he sleeps, it turns itself into a video game cartridge. Perhaps for an Atari? Question mark. I don't know. It was a weird wood panel game system. That's like an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly never played. It doesn't appear to have it came a, out in the seventies where everything had wood paneling. It didn't appear to have Atari branding, but it appeared to be an Atari of some sort. Um, then he wakes up. And he decides to give it a shot. He doesn't really question where this game console came from. 7,800. Which I would have questions if a mysterious old game console just suddenly appeared in my bedroom where it wasn't when I went to sleep. 
But uh, he was clearly playing a PlayStation One earlier. Yeah. You could tell by the gray controller and the buttons. Yeah, sometimes. you would have thought it would just have become a PlayStation game. Then it would have been a disc. Um, which is what I expected it to be. It wasn't cool yeah. like enough looking. When I saw that it was transforming, or terraforming, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> I assumed it was going to be a PlayStation 1 game. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, okay, look, hey, it's got a disc or whatever. But no, it was like an Atari game. Like, well, I wouldn't play that either. If I was a PlayStation dude, 96, I'm like, oh, cool, let me play this fucking 8-bit game. Yeah. It's probably going to suck balls. Yeah. And I don't know how to work the controller. And I don't, well, that's, that's me, actually. I don't know. <laughs> But anyways, he plays it. I mean, because vintage games weren't cool back then. He plays it because the plot demands. Like nowadays, such. people are like, "ET, it's a great game, man." No, e. it's not. Yeah. For Atari, ET was the game that um, ruined Atari. It's one of the worst games ever made. Yeah. Oh, okay. They actually I think buried them all. In I the actually game. knew that from they're, watching they're, some documentary with Tony. The, 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 <laughs> the, toys, that made, the toys that made us. The toys that made us. There's a landfill, and you can go and you can dig them up. Like people go there to try to dig up copies of this game. Yeah. That sounds like a waste of time. Um, anyways. Not if you're a game nerd. But the kid gets sucked into the game. It disappears. Then we flash to the present. We don't know when the present is. We just assume it's now. It's 20, um, it's 20, 20 years, years later. Yeah. Because they mention it multiple times. It's been 20 years. So 2016. There you go. <laughs> Which is not when it came out? Just came in 2017. Which okay. would make sense. When I don't know. It. Well, <laughs> Anyways, the present. Yeah. We're, we're going to give it plus or minus six yeah. months. We meet Spencer, who's playing video games while doing homework for some other kid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our token kind of Nerd. nerdy gamer guy. Um, and then we meet Fridge, the gentleman whose homework he's doing. I'm sorry, there's only one refrigerator, and that's Perry. And he's the jock. And he's our dumb jock who has to get the nerdy guy to do his homework to pass his classes. Um, then we get a flash that of stereotype. Bethany, our popular Instagram girl, who's taking trying to get the perfect photo of her. I like how she had the cup of coffee there and had to turn it so the, the handle was <laughs> facing her. And that was the perfect selfie. I'm like, people do this shit and they act like, oh yeah, that's just how it was or something. No, bitch, you know you set that up. Well, she says just rolled out of bed yeah. or whatever on it. How long has it been since you posted on your Instagram? Quite a while. I, I oh. just don't care. <laughs> you were really into it for a minute. Well, people kept asking me and then people stopped asking, so I stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to There was people stopped. that were like, hey man, wait, you didn't post anything. All right, I'll post something. And then like, no, people stopped asking. I was like, I don't care. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was hot for a minute. <clears throat> we see Spencer walking to school. Um, and he walks past this, um, house that seems to be in very, very disreputable looking. Is that the Alan Almost Parrish like, house? no, it's the Reek house, which they refer to as the Freak house, because that is where Alex Reek disappeared from. His dad still lives there, but yet somehow it looks like the house from It. <laughs> it I thought it was yeah. the house from the, of the Burbs. It looks like the Clopex of the Burbs. Yeah, Clop- the Clopex yeah. or the It Clown. I don't it's know. It's like unpainted, faded wood. Yeah, great. Looks like it's black. about to fall apart. Yeah. Overgrown yard. I mean, just because you're depressed your son disappeared doesn't mean you let go of basic lawn maintenance. <laughs> that could be therapeutic. Doesn't mean you let your house fall down around you. If you are, you you probably would just move into like a condo or an apartment where you don't have to do the upkeep if you don't want to do it. But I can't leave my house. What if my son reappears? Then he won't know where I live. 
I'm sure you, it's 20, let, let's say, okay. 2016. This, was, this is 1998. We'll say it came back a year later. Um, the internet's already a thing. There are these people called the police. You go there and say, hey, look, I vanished into a vacuum or a video game, and I'm back now. I need to find my dad. His name is Mr. Reek. And if he's not back in 10 years, you can move, and he'll definitely be able to find you. (laughs) You could also just leave a forwarding address with the new owners. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm looking for my dad. Oh, yeah, he lives at number one. (laughs) Have a good one. Well. Catch you an Uber. What's an Uber? (laughs) Spencer meets up with Fridge, gives him his homework, and then um, we seem to understand that they used to be friends, but now Fridge looks like he's too cool for him. As some hot chick pulls up and Fridge gets a ride to school and leaves Spencer behind. Then Spencer... Made instantly my least favorite character. Huh? That made him instantly my least favorite character. Let's see if he stays in that position. I, I, I feel like when I was in middle school and high school, there were people that I kind of left behind. But it wasn't because I was super popular. It's just because... You stop hanging out with people. Like well, I didn't call them and ask them to do my homework for me. Right. But sometimes but there are people you realize ten years later, you're like, whatever happened to that person? Like they we were friends in like ninth grade, tenth grade, and then they just disappeared from my memory completely. Well, there's you know, sometimes you grow uh, apart from certain people because your hobbies change and things like that. But then you don't be like, Hey, do my homework and I'm gonna be like, Thanks, man, I'm gonna go ahead and go kick it with this girl and you're a dork. No one's that douchey. I think a lot of people are that douchey. Hmm. It's unfortunate. I must have had a different high school experience in this game. Well, <laughs> of course. Well, you were neither the nerdy kid nor the dumb jock, hun. There was actually a lady whose house we used to clean at the house cleaning company, and I went to school with her daughter. And I remember her in ninth grade, and I remember her in tenth grade, but I do not remember her after that. I know she was still there. We must have just not had class. She didn't play Jumanji, did she? But we were friends. We <laughs> sat together at lunch. <laughs> Tell me, did you happen to still talk to people you went to high school with? Yeah. Okay. Quite a few of them. Do you see them, do you see them regularly? Yeah, at your house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're friends with people that yeah, went to high school with. Yeah, you're friends with people I went to high school with. They come back around. And some got sucked into a video game you haven't seen in 20 years. Yeah. You bring them to the movies. But that was weird. on purpose. Yeah. All right. Well, Spencer <laughs> then has an encounter with the sad, creepy dad of of Alex Reek. And uh, then we go to school. Well, I bet that, that house reeks. And then... Reeks. Like, smells bad? So we it? see... <laughs> you have to explain the joke, you see. We see Bethany discussing her um, selfie and its popularity on the phone with her friend during a quiz... And she gets detention. Then we go to gym class. Welcome back to the podcast, Detention. And we meet... From Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We finally meet our fourth character, Martha, who is our smart loner girl who only cares about grades and has no real friends. Doesn't care enough about grades to participate in the easiest A class you can have. (laughs) Well, she does insult the gym teacher and gets what? Detention. Who was... What's that chick's Welcome name? back to the podcast from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I was going to say, her pie she was in um, Dodgeball. And Dodgeball. She's been in a lot of shit. What's her name? Missy, Missy Pie. Missy Pile? Missy, Missy Pie, Missy Pile, something like well, that. Well, hold on. Keep vamping. Talk amongst but, yourselves. Uh, I don't know. I forgot. See? Like, Look, I remember. She was like, P.E. isn't going to help me get into Yale. And I'm like, getting an E in P.E. isn't going to help you in, get in, into in, Yale in either. All, <laughs> in all of my school, I've, we always had P.E. Except maybe like 12th grade. I never saw anybody that didn't want to participate in P.E. 
even if they sucked at it, they still just would run around and we would throw just the walk ball. The like fake it. It is. Yeah. It's Missy Pyle. Missy Pyle. P Y L E. We would walk the track. We didn't want to play the sports, but we walked. Yeah. Unless you were and like we just hang out superly morbid obese or had a broken leg or in a wheelchair or something crazy that I, I never saw anybody that was like, oh, I'm not going to do PE. He's like, just run around and throw the ball. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? Anyways. Um, in movies, that's like a big thing. It happens all the time. I know. Then we see Spencer. I kicks the other day, you know, with Jonathan. No, I was kidding. Spencer <laughs> gets called to the so principal's really? office. No. <laughs> He's in that same gym class with Martha and admires her as she stands up to the gym teacher and then gets detention. And then Spencer gets called to the principal's office and Fridge is there. They have been caught mm-hmm. for cheating because dum, dum, dum. the teacher says his... Bridges' essay is almost exactly like Spencer's essay from the previous year. And you use no, the, the same... teacher does remember everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you well, use the same holy shit use... on all of these different things. Yeah, yeah if you had a They're kid very... that used the same like analogy in every paper he wrote, and then you started seeing it in another kid's, so you're like, I guess you would notice that because she said it was in your paper on this, it was in your paper on this, it was yeah. in your paper on this, it was in your paper on this. Because he talks about it's how a very spread like wildfires. It's a very flourished, like, you know, For flowery prose. piece of, yeah, prose. Well, and they get in trouble, and then they get detention. Mm-hmm. Fridge is pissed off because Spencer got him kicked off the team. Not really. And Spencer is like, <laughs> you almost got me expelled, and I was just trying to help you out. And Fridge is like, fuck you, dude. Which if you're really good, they're not going to kick you off the team. My friend was uh, a wrestler and he set a car on fire in front of our class, in front of our school. They didn't even give him detention because he was captain of the wrestling team. Wow. (laughs) They didn't even go to state. (laughs) Wow. That's what's called um, privilege. Well, here's what I'm going to say too. That's called sports privilege. I don't, I'm not trying to, to, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Yeah, but Tony did graduate from high school twenty years before this movie took place, so things may have changed. <laughs> wow! See that bus? Mm. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Get the license plate of that. I'm just saying. I would bet more schools, if he was a big deal, they would go. Okay, we're gonna overlook this. Don't do it again. But we're assuming not. You're kicked big, off the football deal, team. And he been, you kicked we off the football know. team. He's clearly you, not a big deal. He was a cheated. big deal. He went and got attention. Because you cheated on one stupid paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to lose. Because it's going to uh, lose the school revenue. And you yeah. see, revenue is how they pay for things. That's the well, so I'm just saying, at the end of the day, they're like, do we really care? I would say mm. it depends on how big a city you live in. I think here, you would get kicked off the team. Yes. We live in a big city with multi- with lots of students in lots of schools. But if you were in Podunk, Virginia, mm-hmm. not that that's a real place. But if you're in a, or if you're in a small town and you and that is like a big draw for your school for revenue, then they probably make exceptions. Mm-hmm. Where or like if you're in Texas and you play high school football. And it also Ooh. might depend on what his, the rest of his grades are. If this yeah. was the only grade keeping him on the team. Right. Then. Yeah, so I mean, I think there are, it depends on the circumstances. I'm sure there's plenty of kids that get let off easy because of sports and i'm yeah. sure there's other places where kids get fucking expelled for this shit all right but anyways they all go to detention it's the breakfast club all over again and you thought of that too yeah, yeah yes anytime any kids get detention it goes all, all on the club. same day that are it all doesn't different. matter yeah. what happens it's always oh this is like the breakfast club yeah but this is how we gather our um rogues gallery of intrepid explorers. and i'm pretty sure what they do for detention you can't do that to kids 
Like what that's like slave labor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you also can't just leave them. Yeah, yeah. like what if those kids <laughs> decide to have the coitus? Whoa. There would dangerous. at least be a security guard watching them or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is it, triple max prison or something? For <laughs> detention, they're taken to some what looks to be a basement storage facility. Might not be in a basement, might be in a. But, and they are told that they need to, the school's gonna recycle all these old magazines, and in order to prep them for recycling, all the staples have to be removed. And that is their um, detention punishment. Actually, I think this is probably legit and this is the kind of stuff that they make people do detention all the time it'd be better than just sitting there writing an essay or thinking about what you did and that's part of my mom used to run detention they they didn't they just brought homework and did homework yeah i'm pretty sure there's there's rules on i was gonna say what i did in detention but i went to high school 20 years ago so i'm irrelevant as of used to get beat with sticks the last time we (laughs) talked about it they didn't even do after school detention anymore because they didn't want to pay a staff member to stay and watch them because you cannot uh, just leave them (laughs) clean up pterodactyl droppings yes well so you get ISS before you get detention now because they're not paying anybody to stay after. And then both. you got to worry about buses yeah. and you got it's a whole logistical. <laughs> no, we didn't detention. Nothing. And but again, walking terrible. I, never had detention. Yeah. I would <laughs> I would say this depends on probably what part of the country you are from. Um, also true. A lot of weird stuff happens in the United States. Various states are very different. Mm-hmm. That's very true. We are not a homogenous society. Not could be big. true. Could be not. Yep. We're too big. There's a lot of weird stuff happening. The empire is um, vast. So uh, the principal has a bunch of staple pullers and tells them to choose their weapon. Which is a corny-ass line. It's funny. It's not. I have a student it's who uh, removes staples. It's one of his vocational tasks every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's Pull staples? Yes. Okay. He also files, shreds, paper clips, and staples. <laughs> well, I guess you want to do both. Interesting. Yeah. Well, instead of so Martha, because she is the goody goody, instantly every time that's going to happen. Just so you know, instantly starts working on magazines, pulling staples, while the rest of them start to wander around. Uh, Bethany is on her phone, and Fridge finds an old gaming console, which is fucking. It's It's the Jumanji game. How did this get into the school storage room? I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who donated this to the school? Are they supposed to pull the staples on all both of those? Big giant things full of magazines. Yes, yes. and he That's, told them if they didn't finish, they have to come back. Then they have to come back. And all these yeah. assholes are like, "All right, I'm not going to do this task. I'm going to let somebody else do it. Let the one person like, do I'm it." I'm too pretty to help. Well, then you're going to spend. I your would whole beat the shit out of that girl right there. <laughs> do you, I'm too pretty. Do you think Martha is dead in the, the face? And then be like, "That's you're not, not okay." No, you're not too pretty that's, to do it. That's not okay. You would not. Tony's <laughs> <laughs> like, you okay. can't say that. You would not punch a There's woman no in way. the face. Uh, no. Ca- as soon nope. as she said that, I was <laughs> like, you know what? Least favorite character. Okay, least favorite character has changed. Rapidly changed. Yes. What we've, but what but it's not is, good that half of the main taking, cast is He's taking you on a ride. John doesn't like high schoolers. It's like, it's like, it's like Clue. You have to figure out who, who's real favorite assholes. characters. I'm only on page two of my notes. Damn. Can I get this going? Well, you should probably talk faster. Oh, I'm trying. Lord. You guys keep interrupting. You have things You have to no say. idea I'm what going. it's like when you get going. Oh, goodness. Uh-oh. Anyways. So. What's the... Audra, back me up on this. I'm sorry. Martha. It's Fridge, 
her what's his mother's Bethany name? and what's the other dude's name? Spencer. Spencer. Because Spencer at first is stapley, uh, staple removing too, but then mm-hmm. he very quickly is sidetracked by the video. Well, because Fridge is like, hey, check this out. Have you seen this before? And, he, and they look at it and they decide they're going to play well, especially Jumanji. Especially if you're a video game person and they have a console you've never seen before. Yeah, we're looking it up to see what the fuck it is. So Fridge is player one. He attempts to pick the character of Jeff, Jefferson C. Play Mado- McDonahue, um, but he can't. It's already taken. Mm. That's weird. Yes. Mm. Interesting. Maybe that'll come up later. It might. So instead, Fridge picks... Um, <clears throat> Fra- oh my God, I can't remember. Frank, Frank Lone Moose Finbar. Mm-hmm. That common name. Um, which, actually, it's Mouse, but they think it's Moose. Due to the font in the weird Jumanji game. <laughs> Spencer then comes up and he picks Dr. Smolder Bravestone. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? That was The Rock's idea. That his name was that Smolder? That his name is Smolder. Because he's that douche. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It Not, is kind of funny. It is funny. It is kind of funny. I mean, Dr. Bravestone, that's a great name for a, com- for a video game character. But Smolder Bravestone? Yeah, that was The Rock's idea. That's funny. I kind of like it, though. Then <laughs> Bethany, Smolder. she doesn't want to, she's not stapling, removing any staples. She comes over, and she chooses Professor Shelley Oberon. Because she's curvy. Yes. <laughs> Which is a weird descriptor for a video game character. Yeah. Like, would you ever describe anybody as curvy in a video game? I mean, Laura Croft isn't described as curvy. Yeah. And she and is very curvy. They tell Martha to come play. And she's like, no, I'm working on this. And they're like, come play with us. So she picks the final character, Ruby Roundhouse. Do you bleed? And then they all get sucked into the game. I want to watch Batman vs. Superman now. It's very, um, reminds me of when the Marvel characters turn into dust a little bit. Yeah, it did did remind me of that too. But uh, Spoilers. God. We see them awaken. In their Sweet. new bodies, we we see Spence, or Spencer first, who doesn't realize he is the Rock. But can and, you smell what he's cooking? No. And then they run into each other, and they're like, who are you? No, who are you? Who am I? Who are you? And then they eventually figure out that they have become the video game characters. And Fridge says, that, Where I'm missing the top two feet of me. <laughs> <laughs> And Bethany... He is not seven feet tall. <laughs> Bethany is very upset because she is a man. <laughs> and but she's only upset fun. about it for a little bit. She finds something that no, changes everything No, she's very upset about it. She's missing her phone. She's turned into a man. She goes, she's looking at herself in the not river. anymore. And all of a sudden, she's eaten by a hippo. <laughs> that... Seems uncomfortable. Hippos are... Uh, Very territorial. They're one of the most dangerous vicious. animals in the world. <laughs> I mean, you don't really want one for Christmas. More people get killed no. by hippos than sharks. Well, sharks aren't really very dangerous. I know, but... <laughs> Even more dangerous than rhinoceroses. <laughs> more people get killed by vending machines than sharks. <laughs> Even hippopotamus. But... They watch as she disappears, and then there's a noise, and she falls from the sky... And they realize, and they have all been, that's when Spencer realizes that they all have tattoos on their wrist, and that is how many lives they have. Three black bars. And Bethany now only has two, 
And they're like, what happens if we lose all our lives? And he's like, I think we're dead. (laughs) So, but then they're surrounded by hippos. And they start running. They take off. They're running through the jungle. And they run into a man in a jeep. Who, and they get in. I think his name is Captain Exposition. This is Nigel Billingsley. He is an NPC and he, with an exposition dump. That's a non-playable character. He um, tells them that the adventure is to lift the curse on Jumanji. Um, Nigel tells them we get a cutscene where Nigel is hired by Professor Russell, Professor Russell Van Pelt, to find the sacred jaguar sh- shrine where the jewel of Jumanji is held. Van Pelt was spo- told Nigel that he was just going to research it, but really he was going to steal it, and when he stole it, he cursed all of Jumanji and he kind of I don't it's know like the takes control was keeping everything safe and well, he stole the jewel like he took control of the jungle somehow and but then um while Van Pelt was sleeping Nigel stole the jewel back but he didn't put it back in the jaguar statue and he Van saved Pelt still it has a lot of powers yes <laughs> he saved it and then he gives it to Dr. Schmolder Bravestone or Spencer, and says, here you go. Your task is to put it back in the uh, Jaguar's statue. And he gives them a map that's missing a piece, and he tells them that they have to go to the bazaar to find their missing piece. And so in order to exit the game, they, they figure out that they have to return the jewel. Um, and at the end, they have to say, they have to put the jewel back and say Jumanji. Manji, yes. You have to say the name. They don't say Jumanji. And Jumanji. shout out the name. <coughs> but so, he then pulls over. But in the in Robin Williams one, they didn't have to do it. He said it, but he was the only one who said it. No. That's because I guess he won. Yeah. When he when got he to the end, it. he had to shout Jumanji. He didn't shout it. He said Jumanji. He didn't Either shout way. it. He said he, it with his he, soul. He proclaimed he it. He said it with his soul. <laughs> he felt it in his fingers. And in his toes. Because the other people didn't win. Didn't get to the middle. Just he didn't. Just... Well, the end of the game is when the first... The end of a board game is when the first person gets to the end. Just just for shits and giggles, this was funny. I was talking to Will about this. Because mm-hmm. Will was like, what movie are you guys doing? I was like, we're doing uh, the new Jumanji. He said, like, dog trash. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, he, and he, we were talking about the old Jumanji because he was like, I don't understand this and that. And I was like, well, I was just telling him the way I thought of it. I was like, they needed the Jonas brother because all the players had to play for them to win. He was stuck there because they didn't have the other players. You had to have all of them because they had all the... He's like, oh. And then he, he was like, I was like, isn't, isn't that kind of what happened in the other game? This motherfucker remembered the entire ending of the old Jumanji movie he was like no no because she rolled doubles and then he had to go but then it was her turn next but he didn't go and he's like does this like whole thing I was like wow dude did you watch Jumanji a couple times he's like yeah a couple times <laughs> he loved the original Jumanji I am with Will on this he went crazy about it it was so funny um, in a board game generally it's not a team effort but no. some video Somewhere. games are you need a team to be able to complete all the levels and there's no I in the word team and the Jonas brother um, Alex, if you move the word, that's true. He got through like three levels. He was just stuck on the the transportation yeah. shed. So like, you know, and maybe he could have got through it by himself eventually, but he only had okay. so many lives. We'll get to that. Yeah, no, I, oh, you want me to talk about what's actually happening? No, I want you to stop talking about what's going to happen <laughs> later in the movie. 
right. Ahead of schedule, because you're going to talk about it again, and no one wants to repeat. So Nigel pulls over the Jeep. and We're still at Nigel? Jeep. And the door's all open. open. And they all get out. And they're like, can't you just drive us? And they're like, no. <laughs> and... Like, I thought about Final Girl. And he bank starts driving by. repeating it because he's an NPC yeah. and he has a script. Yes. So like, wait a minute. You already thing. have the jewel and you have a Jeep. So they're just standing and then he drives off. And they're standing there and they figure out, um, they're looking at the map and nobody can read it except for Bethany. Because one of her skills is cartographer. <laughs> the other ones can't see anything. She doesn't know what paleontology is, but it's one of her skills. Did not come in handy. And um, they figure out how to access their stats. And we learn some interesting stats, like Dr. Smolder Bravestone has no weaknesses, and one of his um, <laughs> weapons is a boomerang and a smolder, which was pretty funny. What was Bethany's weakness? Bethany is, um... She wasn't Venom. She wasn't Cake. She was a Mosquito. No, she was not, um... um she had no... Her weakness was Endurance. Yes, she had no Endurance. Uh, okay. And then Fridge's weakness is Cake. cake. Yeah. And, uh, like, oh, he only had weaknesses, really, yeah. pretty much. He had almost strength no... Strength was his weakness. <laughs> yes, strength. was his weakness. Cake. Speed cake? and strength and Cake. Cake, mommy? <laughs> And he is a zoologist and a... <laughs> zoologist, bitch! Weapons handler, which pretty just means he is Dr. Smolder Bravestone's weapons caddy. With all the weapons in it. And then Ruby Roundhouse had her weakness is Venom, but her strengths... Venom, Venom. One of her strengths is dance fighting. Dance fighting. Which is funny. <laughs> uh, Fridge is pissed because his stats are terrible. But the map tells him that their second level is the Mighty Roar. And uh, which would be perhaps a waterfall. <laughs> They're then attacked by dudes on motorbikes with rockets. <laughs> and which they, makes sense. they start running in no discernible direction at all. So it's amazing that they ended up going in the right way. Well, they look I at the map you, you, and they figure out that they have to go right here. <laughs> you said <laughs> and it wrong. The dudes it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but so they're running. Um, Bethany is falling behind, and because Bethany is Jack Black, yeah, and um, so is Fridge, I believe. And <laughs> Bethany's about to legs. get run over by a gentleman on a motorbike, and Martha saves her. And this is kind of the beginning of a beautiful friendship, so mm-hmm. to speak, between Martha and Bethany. Um, Why'd you say that name, Martha? Between Ruby Roundhouse and Shelly. That would help. Ruby and Shelly come together. That would probably do. Um, Then uh, Fridge and Spencer are kind of hiding in the brush. And they're like, what are we going to do? And (laughs) Spencer's like, give me something out of the backpack. And he pulls out a boomerang. He's like, oh, this is one of my strengths. And he fires it off. And it disappears. disappears. And he's like, well, maybe not. And I'm like, he rolled and then, <laughs> And then a couple scenes later, it comes back and kills four dudes. So it just needed time. Yeah. It, it takes a couple rounds. <laughs> and Spencer's like, and uh, Fridge is like, we're never going to make it out of here. I can't run with this. And Spencer's like, get on my back. And Fridge <laughs> says, I would rather die. <laughs> but he does in the end. And we see Spencer running super fast with Fridge on his back. Like a backpack. Wearing a backpack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So they are chased through the jungle to the edge of a cliff 
We see a waterfall. We see a river down below. And don't chase that. You don't go chase a waterfall. Mm. And Martha's like, Oh, come on. That's a I good hate one. that song. <laughs> Martha's like, We got to jump. Hey, and they're like, You're crazy. crazy. <laughs> We're not jumping. And she just jumps off. And then everybody else jumps off. Are you and quoting TLC? You don't want no scrubs. <laughs> they make it to the. What are you talking about? They go down the river. They make it to the edge. They climb out. And then Martha says, Oh, no. They got me. Martha. And she dies. Because she was shot. That's his mother's name. And then... And Martha uh, dies. She comes back. I hate when that happens. Mm. You know Batman's going to come out. Sorry, I misspoke back. earlier. This, this is, is where they realize that, yeah. she, that she only had... That they only have three lives. Save Martha! And then, uh, but this is when Bethany hates to bring this up, but she has to pee. Uh-oh. And uh, Fridge teaches her how to use her penis. No, no. She's like, can you help me? I don't know how to do it. I mean, I guess. It was funny because I expected him to go, no way. But he's like, yeah, I guess. Because he felt bad. He's like, all right, you you never had a penis before. We'll get figured out. And then we all see, and then we see Fridge peeing on, well, we don't see their equipment, but Fridge pees on one bush. Spencer's over there. And (laughs) Bethany's over there. And she's loving it. She's like, oh, my. And And she starts to look. He goes, you don't look. (laughs) And then she yells, Martha, come look at my penis. (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and so you don't look, and even Spencer's like, yeah, you don't ever look. <laughs> Spencer's all about aim, though. Yeah. You gotta aim. You gotta aim. You gotta yeah. aim. And Fridge is, <laughs> Fridge is like, what happened to you? Say, <laughs> so I want to talk about it. But uh, then we flash to Van Pelt's camp. The motorbikers come up to tell him that Dr. Smolder Bravestone and crew, they only talk about Smolder Bravestone the whole time, are here. And he, and uh, Van Pelt's like, I need you guys to kill him. And he sends the jungle after them. He controls um, animals. So as we continue through the jungle, Bethany and Martha chat, and they have some revelations about their respective personalities, about may, maybe they're each judging the other person too hard, and that maybe they're actually better, a better person than the other one thinks. It's nice, it's, again, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Spencer and Fridge on the other hand, argue about why they aren't friends anymore. <laughs> Where Fridge is like, you're just this dude that I've not wanted to be friends with for years, and you keep clinging to me and go away. Um, but they get things get heated, and Fridge is an asshole, and he pushes Spencer off a cliff. Oh. And this is after they're very aware that this cost them a life. Yeah. So then Spencer comes back, and it's like, don't push me. Or I'll push you back. And they get into a fight in which Fridge is pretty ineffective. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, <laughs> strength is his weakness. Yeah. And uh, Spencer is Dr. Smolder Bravestone. And he shoves him and he flies across the fucking thing into the mountain. And, uh. and then event- and after Spencer pretty much wins due to Fridge's ineffectiveness, he says, look, we have to stick together. We're not going to make it if we don't all stick together. And that kind of ends the fight. And they arrive at the bazaar. Uh, we see a man hocking rations. And um, Spencer says, I think this is the game telling us that we should keep our life, out, life yeah. up. We should eat. Video games tend so to they all, power-ups right before you fight a boss or something. So they all grab something to eat. And um, it's very, very sweet. And, and Bethany, Bethany thinks it's... It's like, wow, this is really good. I haven't had bread since I was eight. <laughs> Like, seriously? <laughs> and then yes. Fridge grabs some, and he's like, this is really sweet. Are you sure this is bread? And then the vendor says, no, that's my special pound cake. And he goes, 
cake. And it explodes. Well, no. First, they're he's like, what's happening? Am I fine? Do I have hives? And they're like, no, no, you're fine. And then he explodes. explodes. You, it's so weird, first of all. Well, he says. Because cake makes some explode. But if this is the rations in the game, then why does it kill him? Yeah. <laughs> because it's Jumanji. Eh, it's just bizarre. And the jungle is, they are at a bazaar. <laughs> How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. But he comes back. Ooh, baby. When he comes back, an NPC approaches and tells them to follow him. This small, this child leads Every them through the bazaar to a basket. And he says they need to look inside for the missing, face. but the missing piece isn't what they think. Um, so they open, Dr. Schmolder Bravestone opens the basket, and Fridge tells us it's a black mamba. And he's a zoologist, so he tells us all the stats of the black mamba. And um, they're like, oh, it must be a staring contest. And Bethany's like, I'm really good at staring contests. Unfortunately. Because it's pretty much like her superpower, I guess. So they're like, Smolder's going to lift up the basket. Bethany's going to hypnotize a snake with their, with their gaze. And then they're going to be able to get what's in the basket. Out of the basket. Yep, that's her. But... When they do that, that's not what happens also, because Bethany's it is not not a champion stirrer. No, <laughs> immediately but loses the contest. But it's not a staring contest at all. But Doctor Smolder Bravestone does have lightning fast reflexes, so he grabs the snake, and then um, Fridge comes over and defangs the snake because he uses his zoology knowledge, and they did it as a team. And uh, one of the, the NPC, they all talk in poems, and one of the lines was, trust one another and never blink, which is why they thought it was a staring contest. But really, it just meant work together. My question is, how did um, Pilot McDougal get past this level? Mm. We don't know. Because how did, did he grab the snake and defang it without the knowledge? Maybe he know. didn't try to get the map. He wouldn't be able to read it anyway. That's true. Maybe he just bypassed it. He needs four missing pieces. <laughs> well, they, uh... It's a shame it's called plow. The Snape... The Snape. The Snake... We did watch Harry Potter the other day. Okay. <laughs> the Snake was guarding not a map, um, the missing piece of the map, but... I decided I want to rewatch the entire series because I haven't seen it in a while. Hmm. And I watched the first one and was like, wow, okay, I'll watch the next one too. I'm trying not to talk over them because somebody on another podcast was recently talking about how annoying it is when hosts talk over each other and have private conversations and you can't understand anything. So every time he starts a side conversation, I stop talking. Mm -hmm. That's nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Can I get back to this movie? So Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, of course you can. Harry Potter. All right. So the snake was actually guarding a clue Wrapped around an elephant piece, and if you remember the original Jumanji movie, it is one of the pieces from the movie. Um, And the clue tells them that when you see me, begin the climb. So they think when they see the elephant that they're supposed to climb. And then the motorbikers appear, and they get chased through the bazaar. Spencer then kicks Sirius ass. Mm -hmm. He is amazing. Amazing. Until Van Pelt appears. But just when we think that they're going to be murdered by Van Pelt, they're saved by a smoke bomb and a mysterious character that says, follow me. It's Jefferson Seaplane McDonough. Oh, shit. It's McDougal. And he leads them through some tunnels that are heavily trapped. 
Yes. Underneath the bazaar. But he knows them back and forward, so he just says, watch out for this, years. don't step on that, and they just walk right through it. And they exit. And I'm like, well, how many times did he die learning this? Oh, wait a minute, no, <laughs> he only two. has three lives. <laughs> but. And we are led to believe that he lost his lives in the transportation ship. But <laughs> maybe somebody taught him. But he leads them through the tunnels, and they exit maybe a door. Maybe he set those traps. <laughs> I don't think he set those traps. I don't know. He's been there for a long time. But he leads. They, he thinks he's only been there a couple months. They exit to a door in the middle of the jungle, which is just a door. Why is it three in the middle of the jungle? Yeah, covered in graffiti. But uh, he introduces himself to the group as Alex, and they realize that he is the other person playing Jefferson C. Playing McDonough, and uh, he takes them to his hideout, which was a place built by a gentleman named Alan Parrish. Aha! Aha! It's a callback. And Alex makes them margaritas, <coughs> which is one of his strengths. Margaritas <laughs> and flying planes. Um, margaritas. They ask strength. him how long he's been here, and he says it's been a few months. Cake is a weakness. It's a weird game. And he <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> he can't make it la- past the next level, and he only has one life last, left. And they convince him that if they stick together, they can beat the game because he's their missing piece. They weren't there for a piece of the map. They were there for the me- for their missing a teammate. Team. Yeah. So Fridge gets drunk on his margaritas in the meantime. Because they're delicious. Because guess what? He makes a good margarita. And he's well, they're like, wasting away again I drink all the time. I'm fine. And they're like, you're not you. <laughs> yeah. Um, they get to the transportation They're searching for their lost shaker assault? Mm. No. You know, some people say that the woman is to blame. They're looking for a vehicle. And we learned that the first time Seaplane went through, he got the plane. The The second time, he got a hot air balloon. And both times, he was shot down. With the plane, I think he was shot down by... Orangutans? Yeah. In fighter jets? (laughs) What? Okay. Interesting. (laughs) But we see there are two guards guarding the ship. And um, they ask him how long it took him... He's like, last time I just waited for them to go away. And they're like, how long did it take you? And he's like, two weeks. And they're like, we don't have to wait for this. <laughs> and um, Bethany is like, no, no. Martha is going to flirt and distract these guys. This Because she is a hot chick. <laughs> and Martha is like, I can't do that. That's not something I can do. And Bethany is like, I can teach you. I will teach you how to do this. It's like but a world champion. C-plane dude is like, well, they don't see very many women. So this might not... So <laughs> Bethany takes uh, Martha off to the side to teach her how to flirt. Flirt like our lives depend on it because they do. So the guys chit chat a little bit while the ladies are off, and then the ladies come back, and Martha goes off to flirt. She is terrible. Terrible. She her <laughs> walk is the weirdest thing ever. But her while, hair flips just put it all in her face. <laughs> but while this is happening, Alex spots a side door and um they uh the boys are chatting with him and they find out that he's been here since he uses some strange slang and they realize he's been here since 1996 and that he is Alex Reek, the missing kid and he's been in the game for 20 years. Damn. He's very upset and they're like Wow, this is crazy. But he's like, oh my God, 20 years? 
Yeah, maybe you should. Because he told thought maybe eight right months before this very tense situation. Well, he said. But he said that really Ruby fast. Roundhouse wasn't as hot as Cindy Crawford, and they're like, yeah. Cindy Crawford, <laughs> she's old, <laughs> but still hot. But we go back to uh, Martha, and she's trying to shirt flirt as a distraction, and it's certainly a distraction, but it's not good flirting. It's <laughs> horrific, and it seems and she like, sounds like Nebula. Yeah. Like she's doing the nebula voice. And they're more confused than turned on. But it seems like they're going to stop paying attention to her or perhaps shoot her when all of a sudden a boombox starts playing Baby I Love Your Way. Ooh, baby. Doesn't the zoologist guy knock something over inside the shed so Mm. they're like something's going on down there? Yes. It's a weird choice for the movie. The the boombox. Randomly appears and starts playing. I mean, to me, called... it almost seems like a second choice. Like maybe they tried to get a different song. And I, couldn't I think get they it. tried to get "Welcome to the Jungle" by Guns N' Roses, which they did because well, they, they had it for the end credits. Okay, but why did they use that? Yeah. Well, they just needed a song that she could dance fight to. They, um, you could dance fight "Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, but yes, you can dance fight to "Welcome to the Jungle." But first, they want it to start as a dance. She's got to lull them into complacency before she starts to fight them, which is what she does because all of a sudden she begins to dance, and now they're into it. She was a bad flirter, but she's a good dancer. And while this is happening, we're flashing back and forth between. Martha and her dancing, which eventually turns into fighting, and the people in the transportation shed, and they're trying to figure out which vehicle they should take, and they're pretty sure that they should take the helicopter, but Alex is freaking out, because he just found out he's been stuck in this game for 20 years, and he only has one life left, and he's, this is where he's died every time, so he, he can't do it. He cannot do it. And um, Bethany is watching Martha as Martha starts to kiss kick ass and then they all kind of watch Martha except for Alex because he's too uh, freaking out having a personal crisis and then Fridge notices that there are some motorbikers coming and he's like look we gotta go and um, Bethany manages to knock the guys out not Bethany sorry Martha manages to knock the guys out comes into the transportation shed her name is Ruby Roundhouse Uh, they Convince Alex that it's time to man up. They all get in the helicopter and they take off. But, oh no, they get hit by a rocket and it damages the helicopter. And they're flying over a ravine and they dive down into the ravine. Alex is able to level it out, but part of the helicopter was damaged and it's the part that allows them to lift up. So now they're kind of stuck at this level. And, oh no, what's that? An albino rhino stampede. Albino rhinos are native to Jumanji. <laughs> so not only does Fridge get zoology facts, actual real facts, but he gets Jumanji only related zoology facts. <laughs> well, you should. It's a good strength. But Spencer decides, he's like, look, I'm going to go fix the part of the helicopter because he can do that. Question mark. Because- that was well, not listed amongst his strengths. He's the biggest but he is, strength challenge. <laughs> but he is but the hero. How would you know how to fix a helicopter? He's just listening to what Seaplane tells him to do. <laughs> and um, so he crawls out on the side of the See, helicopter. He's to be able to fly in every game. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. None of these characters have that ability. The rhinos. They need a lot to be cooler if they did. The rhinos... Um, are hitting the helicopter and um, 
Spencer is able to get um, the helicopter fixed just in time. But as uh, Fridge was leaning out the window, celebrating that they're going to live, the Jumanji jewel falls out of his backpack and onto mm. the um, ground. They are in a pickle. And all the rhinos and, are um, circling it. Yeah, the rhinos are circling it so that they can't get to it or guarding it probably till Van Pelt gets there. But Spencer, they're like, well, we have to get it. And Spencer's like, I got an idea. So he pushes Fridge out of the helicopter as bait. And the rhinos go to kill him. And then he, and they get the jewel and get back in the helicopter. Fridge is killed by rhinos. And then as he comes back to life, Spencer tells Alex to turn the helicopter sideways. Fridge falls into the hol- into the helicopter and Spence catches him before he can fall completely through to the other side and hit the ground and die again and saves him. Amazing. Tony said, can you do that with the helicopter? <laughs> no. I don't think so. But it's a video game, so yeah. maybe. But they, again, they get to the end of the level, I guess, because they land the helicopter and they're standing in the jungle and then Alex is... Um, bit by a mosquito, which is one, which is his weakness, and now he's dying. But uh, Bethany is like, "No, I'm not gonna let him die. He's too cute to die." I think it's kind of her thought process here. <laughs> but she's also a good person, and she doesn't. She feels bad for him. She's like, "We're not gonna leave you stuck in this game." So she starts giving him CPR, and Martha notices that it's he's gaining one of her lives. And she's like, Bethany, stop. You're going to give him one of your lives. And Bethany's like, I don't care. We're not leaving him behind. And she gives Alex one of her lives. So now Alex and Bethany are joined together in um, that kind of symbiosis that you do when you someone saves your life and now you owe them your life. <laughs> kind of like Venom? Venom, Venom? Mm, I don't know what you Chewbacca. mean. Yeah, perhaps Chewbacca. You said symbiotic. He's a symbiote. No, it is a symbiotic relationship, but not a symbiote. <laughs> Why must that fat dog over there chew on his foot? It's so loud. But Alex and Bethany talk about, um, they discuss him. You watch Venom. They're now buddies, and they talk about how he um, has been missing for 20 years and how it's upsetting, but it's going to be okay. Martha and Spence talk down by the river. It's super weird. Uh, Spencer has a crush on Martha and Fridge told him that he should tell her so he does he tells her he likes her I'm fully I'm not brave the next time we talk (laughs) (laughs) I'm fully into you since the 7th grade and Martha says I'm fully into you too but then he's worried he's like like real Spencer or is it just the smolder <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't care about all this. That's not even my type. I like actual Spencer. So then they have what I have described in my notes as the grossest kiss ever. <laughs> They're going to say a shared moment. Yeah. Be- oh, no. They're licking each other's cheeks. <laughs> it's quite upsetting. I don't think I've seen a kiss that upsetting in the entirety of our podcast. Yeah. And we've had some upsetting kisses. We've had some bad ones. This is definitely bad. Worse Fridge- than Jack Frost? 
Jack Frost was a bad one. That was the high bar. They easily sailed over. <laughs> <laughs> they pole vaulted right over yeah. that bar. Um, Fridge interrupts. He's like, I don't want to see that, but I have found the Jaguar. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so they have reached the final level. They approach. They got the glow? They approach and they see a path leading to the Jaguar. And uh, it all of a sudden is night and it's kind of stormy out. And Spencer's like, all right, this seems like a Bravestone thing. He takes the jewel. Also, it seems like a trap. And we see the path light up like a fireworm. A bunch of torches go poof, poof, And Spencer's like, this is obviously a trap. We can't, the game wants us to do that, but the... It's too easy. It's obviously Would a trap. Stop it. Bethany spots a statue of an elephant. And, and like, again, oh, they let Bethany infer what they're supposed to do because that worked out so great with the snake. Wow. Um, and, she, and she's like, well, when you see me, climb up. So he, Bravestone, climbs up the um, elephant and gets into the trees. And he's walking along the trees. It's actually a pretty smart plan. And it seems to be working out pretty well. Until Spencer is startled by a what? A squirrel. squirrel. And he falls. Which he was startled by a squirrel very early in the movie. Yes. (laughs) Apparently he is frightened of squirrels. (laughs) Well, they're rats with fuzzy tails. But he falls onto the path. And when he hits the path, a bunch of jaguars come out. And they eat him. (laughs) Not good. He doesn't want to talk about it. No. All right, so then he comes back, and he's now completely freaked out because he was just eaten. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he can't tell them that it was because of a squirrel because yes. that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says he isn't really brave and that he can't do this. And Fridge gives him a pep talk and is like, look, man, you can do this. Because you're the fucking violator, man. Oh, sorry, that was not up that is, that is not what he says. But he's like, look, we just need to work together. I've got a plan. And Fridge has this whole plan laid out like a football play. Mm-hmm. It's the anna- annexation of Puerto Rico. Nice, little giants. It's actually a really and good idea. He's like, no, wait a minute, I have an idea. If we work together, this is how teams work. Yeah. The uh, bikers have appeared, and Martha dance fights the bikers. Baby, I love your way plays again. Ooh, baby. Alex distracts the Jaguars, and Spencer snags a motorbike. And... Uh, Bethany is about to be eaten, but then Van, she's surrounded by jaguars and is about to be eaten. But then Van Pelt spots Spencer, so he calls the jaguars to chase Spencer. Um, but Spencer grabs a flamethrower and uses it to <laughs> encircle the jaguars with fire. They're now trapped. It's not my favorite fire, uh, flamethrower scene ever. No. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Easy. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? <laughs> That's a great scene. <laughs> Something we can do about this heat. But as Fridge is running <laughs> through the jungle, he encounters an elephant. And somehow, he's able to tame it. Still have the flamethrower? Zoology. <laughs> it was zoology. <laughs> and he climbs up the elephant. Uh, Van Pelt, at this point, has kidnapped Bethany. And the whole team is gathered up. And he wants the jewel. He says, Brave Stone, give me the jewel. It's- my bird. Or Shelly Oberon gets it. It's my bird. And um, Spencer said, well, I would give it to you, but I can't because I don't have it. And Fridge comes out of the jungle on an elephant and he says, I got it. And, um, but it gets knocked out of his hands. So then they all kind of go after it. 
and Martha tells Spence to start climbing the Jaguar, she will get the jewel because she's Ruby Roundhouse. So she climbs, she finds it, and it's surrounded by snakes. Van Pelt catches her and is like, you're going to give me that jewel. And she looks, she manages to get through the snakes to the jewel without disturbing them. But now that Van Pelt is there, all the snakes have kind of woken up. And she... Uh, That's a lot of snakes. She decides that she is, she's brave and she's going to take a chance. And she says, Venom, it's my weakness. Steps on a snake, it bites her. She then dies. Then we see Spencer using the motorbike to climb up the jag to drive up the side of the drag wire. Which is completely how motorcycles work. Uh, yep. And then we see Ruby. <laughs> um, yep. As Martha comes back into the game, she falls. And she falls right past Spencer and is able to toss him the jewel. She then lands right in front of Van Pelt and is like, fuck ya. Um, and Spencer puts the jewel back. And then they all yell, Jumanji! And all of a sudden it's calm and daytime. Nigel pulls up and they've won the game. And uh, he holds out his hands to shake. And as they each shake his hand, they leave the game. Spencer has a moment where he stops Martha and he's like, maybe we don't have to go back. We can stay here. I can be Dr. Schmolder Bravestone and you can be Ruby Roundhouse and we'll be awesome together. And she's like, dude, we need to go back to yeah, the real world. That noise. And he's like, she's like, we are awesome. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but I want to be cool and awesome. And she's like, we can be like this every day in the real world too. <laughs> so they go back and they're still in detention and they're like, what about Alex? So they leave detention? Is detention over? Did they just ditch? Who knows? They wrote a note. But they go. Sign the breakfast club. They go to the freak house. Hey, hey, and it's hey, not a, hey. it's not a like ruin a anymore. House. Now it looks just like it was. A car pulls up and a man and his kids get out. And this man is. Um, Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks. Hanks. Um, and he makes the same face that Tom yeah. Hanks makes in a bunch of movies. It's, really, wow. it's really weird. That's so he's standing there, and he at one point, Bethany had asked him what he was like in the real world, and he's like, I'm a real metalhead. So we see him, and he's in a Metallica, Metallica t-shirt, t-shirt, looking like a dad. In the Masters of Puppets. And he sends strings. one of his kids in, and he's got a baby in a car seat, and uh, he spots them, and he, wa- and he looks at them, and... I guess their timers went off because he can instantly tell that these are the kids that got him out of Jumanji. No, no, that's not how timers work. Timers are when you find your soulmate. So he walks... Probably tell him. <laughs> he walks up to them and he, pay, and he says, let me guess. Spencer, Fridge, Bethany, Martha. Why'd you say that? Man? And he thanks them for... Do you bleed? He tell, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm happy to see you guys. You know, and they ask him about his life, and he's like, well, I'm married now, and I got two kids, and that's my son, so-and-so, I don't remember his name, and this is my daughter, Bethany. Me, me and my wife named her after the girl that saved my life. Aww. Which, did you tell your wife why you want to name your daughter that's Bethany? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't tell her the real reason, because yeah. she would have me committed. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those lines where you're like, oh, wait a minute. What? <laughs> it's really sweet. So you had to have a conversation with your wife, so I was trapped in a video game for 20 years. <laughs> you just tell her that a little girl named Bethany saved your life one time. So you when we won, one. it dropped me back off the day after yes. I left. The moment I left, like, yeah. you sure you didn't have a dream? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 this just, totes me go thrill. 
<laughs> but uh, then it's the next day. Now the four of them are friends. Yeah. We see Bethany talking with her friend from that she was on the phone with to get detention and telling her about how she wants to go on like a trip, like a real hiking trip. And the friend is like, I don't do outdoorsy things. <laughs> She's like, I didn't think I did, but now I do. <laughs> and uh, we see um, Spence and Fridge walking together and they come upon Martha and she's like, says goodbye to her friend and goes up to these other people, which she wasn't previously friends with. And you can tell her friend. Is I'm like, sure she was what? friends with Fridge. Well, maybe. And, um, they ask Spence if he's seen Martha, and he's like, no. And then all of a sudden, there is Martha, and he goes up to her, and he's like, um, oh, I wanted to call you. And she's like, I wanted to call you. And it's very awkward and adorkable is the word I'm going to use. And then he kisses she's very her. very proud that she used that word. And, and then, it's a much better kiss than their first one. Well, there yeah. was only one place to go from that first kiss. <laughs> that is facts. Then we hear Jumanji drums, and then we see them hit the game with a bowling ball. And destroy it, which John's like. How's there a sequel if they destroyed it? And I said, "Honey, do you it's think Jumanji. <laughs> this is a magical game that turned itself into a video game? I think it can put itself back together." The end. What did you think going? Uh, going in? No, going out. Tony. <laughs> going uh, out. Let's see. My favorite character was Ruby Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character was Kevin Hart. Kind of annoying. <laughs> My favorite line was, unfortunately, being going back on that, was Kevin Hart's, like, My strength is my weakness? <laughs> uh, my favorite, um, my favorite scene is when, it, there's a scene in the, I think it's the bazaar or whatever, where the rock is beaten, did I take your pain? Where he's beating the fuck out of everybody. Oh, stop. You're early. I was trying to look it up, but it's giving me problems. Where the rock's beating up everybody, and he's explaining what he's gonna do to beat them up. So like they'll swing on him. He goes dodge, uppercut, <laughs> left jab, and he's just like telling. Every- I thought that was funny. And my favorite Trisha object is the time stone that they I'm used to save two months ago. I like this movie. I think it's fun. I I share John's uh, weariness of the rock, but I like this movie and I yay it. I don't watch a lot of his movies anymore. He's kind of annoying, but this is fun. All right, we'll just go right around the table. John. Oh, hey, my turn. Um, my favorite character is also Ruby Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. She was the only character that was decent the entire movie and not annoying in times and not my least favorite character in moments. <laughs> but I know it's wrong with like, who finished out being the least favorite character? Oh, we're on the edge of Edge of your seats. seats. Edge of your seats. Everybody. Everybody. I went with, um, the, what was the bad guy's name? Van Pelt. Van Pelt. I went with Van Pelt. Because he was a shitty bad guy. He wasn't even... There wasn't, wasn't anything wasn't special about him. And, like, the bad guy's got to believe that he's right. He's got to have some kind of reason to be a bad guy. But they didn't do that in this movie. This was just, let me do some childish shit to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Eh, no yeah. good. Stinker. Um, my favorite line is... I. Um, when So they're sitting there, and she has a situation. Professor mm-hmm. Shelley Oberon has a, has her situation going, mm-hmm. and Moose uh, Finbar says, um, "You have a situation," and she goes, "Oh my God, these things are crazy." <laughs> Talking about her penis. This was after Alex hugged her for yeah. saving her life. So she got a lady boner, or a man boner. Well, she's a girl deep inside. She was a, she's a woman in a man's body. Mm-hmm. 
Martha, come look at my penis. No, thank you. <laughs> that was my that was my backup. That was hilarious. Um, so yeah. your backup was not. Uh, oh no, do you have algae, Spencer? I don't have the top two feet of my body. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, my backup was come look at my penis. Okay. No, thank you. My favorite scene. Uh, I guess I gotta go with. I don't know. I really can't pick one. I'm having a hard time even now, so I'm going to say where um, she's peeing. Okay. She's really excited about learning how to pee. <laughs> it's a good scene. Learning how to aim. <laughs> and aiming is important. Do you have a tertiary object, sir? I sure do. Is it a penis? <laughs> is it a cassette tape that plays Baby I Love Your Way? <laughs> no, it's the boombox, actually. Because boomboxes are cool. Okay, cool. And if you're going to watch Jumanji... Make it the Rob Williams movie. Oh. So you're giving this a nay? I will give this a nay bay. Mm -hmm. If you really want to watch The Rock make the same movie and the same jokes with Kevin Hart <coughs> again, if you really like their dynamic, it's one of their movies. They make the same movie. Where How many they have movies the same have dynamic. they done together? Like, like three or four? Uh, well, probably more than that. A lot. <laughs> Even movies that they're not doing together. I've never like, seen them do a movie together. <laughs> Even, like, um, what was the movie that he did? The Fast and Furious one with Hobbs and Shaw? Kevin Hart had a cameo in it. Like, They're, like, one good of buddies, things. so they oh, constantly Like, they do have a really movies. good rep um, really repertoire. Chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry, yeah. They are good together. They're they're good to watch, but it's getting old. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, my favorite character was Moose Finbar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Hart, specifically. <laughs> I did not find him annoying in this movie. I thought he was an appropriate level of, of annoying. <laughs> of annoying. Um, my least favorite character, I'm also going to go with Van Pelt. Um, I also thought it was weird that he had so many powers and nobody else in this whole game seemed to have powers. And they had the jewel the whole the whole time. Yeah, I know. And it seemed yeah. like if the jewel gave powers, then others should have powers. Because he touched it and it turned his eye green and he got powers yeah. from it. But they he were would, playing with the jewel, the jewel the whole that time. They, that the whole point was to steal the jewel back and then yeah. put it away. Yeah. But, uh, Anyways, my favorite scene... Favorite? I liked... <laughs> the times when the super video game stuff came up. Which I know in the Resident Evil movie I did not like. But in this movie, I liked it. When we got their strengths and their weaknesses mm -hmm. and the when stuff about the, the lives. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed that in this movie. Whereas I didn't in that. So it's, okay. it's weird, but I, that's the well, stuff Well, it depends on what you're watching. Yeah. My favorite line was when Dr. Bravestone said, I can't do this, and Moose Finbar said... I saw you fix a helicopter in midair, and he said, it's a lot easier to be brave when you've got lives to spare. It's a lot harder when you only have one life. And Moose says, we, all, we always only have one life, man. That's how it is. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object, I don't really know, so I'm going to go with the smolder because it stopped everybody in their tracks every time he did it. And he didn't even know he was doing it most mm -hmm. of the time. It was a bit um, Zoolandery. And I'm thinking, I enjoyed it. I am concerned that the things I liked the most about this movie, which were when they were discovering things about their character or when they were weirded out by their characters, 
that's the stuff that I found very charming. I don't know that it would work for me in a sequel because I've seen it all yep. in yeah. this movie. You, so you, I don't know that I would like the second one. The only way that would work is if they get make, they're all different characters. <laughs> so if everybody is playing a different character, that would make sense because then they're equated with a character they're not used to. Yeah. Did they do that in the sequel? No, I think they played the same characters, but there's other characters in there. Do. I think they do switch bodies. Oh, yeah? I think. Uh, See, that's the only way they would have to work. Otherwise, that's it's like... That's what was so good about this movie was the, the I'm missing two feet of my body. Because and... <laughs> now Spencer is Ruby Roundhouse. All right, well, now he has boobs. He's, he's going, hey, come over here look at my boobs. I don't think I would find that as humorous as the penis stuff because... And, well, it's the same just joke. just don't care about boobs. And, <laughs> although, it's the same joke, so it wouldn't be as funny because it's the same joke. But it's the version I've seen the most, I think, is... Uh... Would you like to know what I thought? Yes. Yeah, of course. My favorite character is Fridge, also known as Moose Finbar. He's great. <laughs> I like how annoyed he is at the fact that he used to be a strong man and is now incompetent and just someone who carries somebody else's backpack. Short and slow. Yes. <laughs> My least favorite character character is Martha or Ruby Roundhouse because I feel like she's the only character that had no growth. <laughs> she she learned how to kick ass. I just feel like she and she was very nothing. Like, every good thing that she did, Bethany convinced her to do. And Well, she was mousy, and Bethany yes. convinced her to. And, but I oh, don't feel on. that That flirting it, scene was hilarious. But I don't feel like that went, <laughs> like it was reciprocated at all. Oh, she no. didn't help she Bethany didn't. become better. She Bethany help just anybody. helped her. And yeah. Fridge yeah. and Spencer helped each other oh, and worked what? their stuff out. I changed my favorite scene. It's when Bethany was teaching her how to flirt. That was funny. I do feel like that was funny. Bethany and, was secretly had a heart of gold and, in this movie. And <laughs> Bethany overlook it left and right. Like look all the stuff she did for Alice. She was a bitch before. But like when you compare, like Bethany was a great character, but Martha was just kind of this nothing thing that was only there what so that she could fall in love with Spencer. I don't. I did not like her and at all. Be the the female Although, fighter in the tiny outfit. I do. <laughs> like I don't actually dislike any of them. I like their group dynamic, and I like all of these actors. actors. Um, my favorite scene is when they first get sucked into the game, and they're trying to figure out who they are and what happened and how's it going. I just really like that whole scene, including the part where her Bethany gets eaten by the hippo. Like, <laughs> I love it's that. Like the <clears throat> My favorite line is from that same uh, scene when they're all freaking out when Bethany says, I look like a living garden gnome and where is my phone? (laughs) (laughs) Makes me laugh. My favorite tertiary object is kind of strange. But after the first encounter with the gentleman on the motorbike when they jump into the river, then we get a scene of the bikers and Van Pelt Uh and they're reporting to him that they got away, and the head guy goes, it's not going to happen again. And Van Pelt like, kind of like hugs him, and this scorpion crawls out of his mouth and then stings and kills the guy. My favorite tertiary object is the scorpion because I didn't see that. I mean, like I've seen this before, <laughs> but like that's just, you don't see that. It's very strange, and I just enjoyed it as like kind of a character thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to yay this movie. I think that it is... It's different in tone than the Robin Williams one, which is a really good family movie, but I also think this is a really good family movie. And I think this is a good version of Kevin Hart and The Rock. 
Like, I saw their movie Central Intelligence Agency. Some of that banter and jokes, it gets icky. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't need that. I, I didn't need that. It went a little too far. Um, like, they, like, play pranks on each other. It's not, like, it gets to that part where it's too far. Because this is more of a family-esque movie, the banter is funny, but it never crosses any lines or gets, or like, like gross-out humor or, like, s- sexual humor or anything like that. We it's, already saw this with... Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and probably did it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I don't mind Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't mind that he plays the same character every movie he does because I find that kind of one-dimensional dimensional character kind of fun. I just want my movies I mean, you know to be what fun. You're getting. I know what I'm getting. And I think this movie is fun and it's a good time and I can understand why it made all this money. Yeah. I think the 1995 version with Ro- was revolutionary like you just didn't see those kind of movies well the special effects in it were absolutely amazing for its time that was such a big deal but this one has a different tone and i feel like they just don't really make family movies as much as they used to so if you have kids it's a good something you both could enjoy it wasn't called jumanji if it was something completely like if it was just something different i like that it's jumanji though if you didn't call it jumanji like hey i found this video game and you plug it in and this happens didn't call it Jumanji. Call it, I don't give a shit. Call it LaCroix. And they're in the island we'll of LaCroix. We'll have to do Zephyr or whatever. Zephyr. And see these things. Everything the same. It's not as good. That's why I never picked it for Elaine's birthday. You don't need the name recognition. <laughs> that's the problem with Hollywood today. Because I watched it and I enjoyed it. Well, but with kids, with things that are directed towards kids, it's like when they have new Transformers comes out or... They reboot Scooby-Doo. Like, they do that with cartoons all the time yeah. to bring Spider-Man. a new generation. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me that they rebooted it. It bothers me when they reboot it and they change it too much that it's something completely different. Like, the Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that dog trash. But this is a thing for kids. And if they want to refresh it every decade or so, like it makes sense. And I don't... This... You've been around the song. This 20 years later... This song refresh. is fucking four and a half minutes long. I'm not going to run out. But this 20-some years later refresh also is more relevant to kids today because they're in the video game, which you can do now. It didn't need to be called Jumanji. Call it LaCroix and everybody wins. Did you see Ready Player One? No. I want to. I think I would enjoy it, it, but I just never got around to it because, you know, I don't watch movies. Yeah, you hate movies. I've been reading mostly books for the last, like, two years. I only watch movies for the podcast now. Carly? We could have read the book. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Until next week. On the podcast. For John's pick. Do you have a movie? I do. <laughs> I was going to try to find a Thanksgiving movie and I researched Ooh. Thanksgiving movies and I was like, wow, there are none. Nothing that you want to do other than yep. Dutch and you can't fucking find that movie anywhere. True. So I went another way. Yeah. A movie I've had this movie in my back pocket. Uh oh. Is this a movie time. you're just really thankful for? Yes, I'm really thankful for this, and I really wish they would have done more with this. But I went with 2010's The 18. Oh. <laughs> I've wanted to do this since I was going to do The Losers, and then this. I've had this in my back pocket. I remember. Since then. <laughs> so it's okay it. to reboot The 18, but it's not okay to reboot Jumanji. Oh snap. Um. Yeah. It's also okay for them to reboot Starsky and Hutch. Okay. You know why they did it well? 
They did this well. And they did the A-Team as the A-Team. They didn't make Jumanji again. They made a completely different movie and then slapped the name Jumanji on Well, there's no way they could just remake the first one. They made a sequel because there's no because you can't have the character played by and they Robin Williams the game played by anybody else. Because in the first one, Jumanji came to Earth. Remember, we already talked about this. Yes, they made it different enough that it was interesting. You know what? It's it's like a, a cow's opinion. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. It's, it's, it's a, a new point. point. It's a new yeah, point. New 